This show is brought to you by Mile IQ, the number one mileage tracker app that more than a million Americans trust to automatically log their drives every day. And hey, I do too. It's the beginning of the year. I got to do my taxes. Thank goodness I've been using Mile IQ. It's the only mileage tracker app that detects, logs, and calculates your drives for you automatically. That's a saving grace for me. It's incredibly easy to use, keeps all your drives securely stored in the cloud. The average Mile IQ user logs $547 a month in drives. That's over $6,000 a year in miles that you could be claiming. So text now, text Ziggler, okay, Z-I-G-L-A-R to this number, 31996 to start your 40 drive free trial. Create an account this week. You'll get 20% off an annual plan. It's built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer desperately. Today, folks, I bring you Planet Earth's most revered inspirer and motivator, the guy who believes in more for you even when you don't, Zig Ziglar. I'm continuing our study of his legendary series, Strategies for Success, Blueprint for Achievement. The series starts with CD and DVD number one, Building a Healthy Self-Image. In show 357, we covered... These two, why self-image and success are interwoven and self-image's relationships, uh, relationship to happiness and accomplishment. Then in show 359, we addressed uh, the steps to a healthy self-image and how you can and why you should feel good about yourself. In today's show, Zig will lead us in the last segment on self-image. It's called Healthy Self-Image Equals uh, Consistent Performance. Then, of course, we'll dig in, break it down, and make sure you can't help but take some new actions towards positive success and achievement in your life. Okay. Hey, I have a free gift of motivation for you. The Ziggler 
Facebook page has over 4 million likes. And for a long time, 95% of the posts there were motivational quote posters, Zig's quotes, along with a great inspiring image. And then a lot of other uh, really big name, you know, awesome quotes of the ages from uh, the big leaders, quotes and a poster. However, months ago, so many months ago, we transitioned the postings of those quote posters mainly to Instagram and Twitter. Uh, both of which have accounts. If you, if you want to go look, if you're not already with them, Instagram and Twitter, uh, you know, dot com uh, slash the Zig Ziglar. Okay. It's the same for both of them. The Zig Ziglar uh, and Facebook is now mainly a repository for incredible articles. Okay. However, there are literally hundreds. I, I don't know. I have no idea really if there's a thousand, maybe more of the most amazing quotes and images you'll ever receive still sitting there on Facebook. You can go to the Ziglar, uh, the Ziglar page and find them there. It's the kind of messages that will change your perspective for the better, set you on a course for success in your day and week. I want to send you some of those quotes and the links to the images uh, on Facebook and send them to you free, of course. Why? Because if we help you get inspired and help you achieve more uh, and help you get more of what you want, we'll benefit. You know, you'll tell people about the show. You'll tell people about our social media. I mean, we are a business, but we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. So all you have to do to do this is send a text to this number. Okay. Here's the number three, eight, four, seven, zero type in and send the word Ziggler. Okay. You'll get a link for a quote poster right away that I handpicked. And then every week we're just going to pick a select out of there, just a rock star of a quote and an image and send it to you. So it's just something that you'll get when you're not expecting it throughout the week. Of course, we will guard that number. It's your cell phone. I don't give that out to very, uh, very few people. Um, so the first one I'll, I'll tell you, it starts off saying success is not measured by what you do compared to what others do. It is measured by dot, dot, dot. So you'll get the rest of that quote and the image. Now, of course I'm recording this now. So it's, a, it's, it's the, the ones that listen to it at first, it'll change of course, every single week. So, uh, text for the rest of it and get this grandly inspiring image again, sending, you send the word Ziggler to this number three, eight, four, seven, zero, and you'll get a text that inspires you and helps you rise. I mean, you need it. I need it amongst all the daily grind and promotional texts and just random communications about the grind of life. Uh, these are texts of hope and promise and legacy that will stop you for a moment and rise you raise you. All right. This is good stuff. Hey, speaking of social media, a lot of you contact me there and I'm totally honored and appreciate that and, and eager to engage there with you there. Here's the deal though. Facebook and Instagram, they're really the only places that I participate for the most part. Folks, I'm just uh, telling you again, because I, I, every once in a while I'll log in to Twitter for some, looking for something and I'll see, oh my gosh, all these people have commented uh, to me there. 95% of my posts are from a picture that I post on Instagram and automatically share it automatically posts to Facebook and Twitter point being, I'm so grateful for your follow on any of those three that you like, but I generally only engage with folks on Facebook or Instagram. And I'll forewarn you. I rarely, I rarely post about business. Most of my posts are about the, the fruits of life, you know, the Rocky mountains, adventures, food, drink, music, family, and, and just, yeah, it's the spices and glories of life that, that inspire me. Um, so, but just uh, totally honored to connect with you there. Okay. Friends, here is 16 minutes of Zig on stage sharing a segment on, again, this, the seg section is healthy self image, consistent performance. 
And it follows Zig's analogy uh, from the previous show of how much more we get done the day before vacation than any other day. He uses that analogy as a big piece for this self-image focus. So if you listen to shows, again, 357, 359, uh, you'll get that. But uh, all right, you ready? Here we go. If you will strap in, this is Zig. Now, here's a question. If one day of planning can so dramatically impact your life, can you just imagine what a game plan for life would do to that life? Can't you just imagine what would happen? You see, when you planned your day, some wonderful things happened. Suppose now you planned your family time, your personal growth time, your exercise time, your serious recreation time, taking care of your health. This is what I'm talking about when I say we can bring our life into balance. Now, let me also point out that as we look at all of these qualities and what happens when you capitalize on all of these qualities, there are so many wonderful things that uh, will happen in your life. Now, there are some things you can do specifically to improve your self-image. Remember, no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Now, that's a fact of life. I think Dr. Schlesinger was absolutely right when he said the best way to improve your self-image is do something you're proud of. Then you live with integrity and do the right thing. Now, why is that so important? When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. When you live with integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. When you eliminate fear and guilt, think of how much higher and faster and further you can climb in this life of ours. You feel good about yourself. How do you improve your image? Well, you dress neatly, you smile sweetly, and you speak cheerfully. Now, some of you might have noticed this when you came in. Uh, how many of you did I greet this evening with the words, good morning? Can I see your hands, please? All right. How many of you responded, good morning? Can I see your hands, please? All right. But uh, I said to a couple of you, it's not morning. Uh, then you said to me, it's not morning. I said, then why do you say morning? They said, because you said morning. Wonderful point. You see, you go out in life looking for friends, they're scarce. You go out in life to be a friend, uh, You'll find them everywhere because what you send out is what you get back. One of the best ways to build that healthy self-image is to get involved in cheering somebody else up and doing things for other people because it is true that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. How do you build the image? You list and regularly review the important accomplishments in your life. You take a course in public speaking because there's nothing that improves image anymore than the ability to stand up and verbalize some things. You join Toastmasters and folks who use only adult language. Words like commitment, integrity, responsibility. Lots of four-letter words like love and real and good and best and true and fair. You enroll in Automobile University. You're going to hear me use that phrase a thousand and one times because in Automobile University, you can do so much learning. You can accomplish so many things. Volunteer to teach an illiterate how to read. There's nothing that gives you a better feeling than teaching somebody something that you really know is going to benefit them. And you choose your friends carefully because they have a direct bearing on your image. You know, Solomon said it so well long ago. If you run with the wise, you too 
will be wise. We are affected by the people around us. Let me give you an example. We pick up their habits and things from them. Uh, For example, how many of you have ever noticed that you can take a a southern boy or girl and send them up north and pretty soon they they pick up, uh, uh, you know, an accent? How many of you have ever noticed that? All right. Or you can take a northern boy or a northern girl and bring them down south and pretty soon we'll have them talking normally. I mean, we are affected uh, by the things that, uh, you know, we ass- and the people we associate with. Associate with winners. That's what I'm saying. And then to build a healthy self-image, you avoid pornography because anything that degrades mankind degrades you. Just how important is that self-image Well, let me simply tell you one more story as we begin to bring it to a close. Does the philosophy work wherever you are? Not just in coaching, not just in teaching, not just in training, not just in the home. Does it work anywhere? Let me tell you about a good friend of mine. His name is Ike Reichard. Ike was from Appalachia. His parents moved to Atlanta when he was four years old. His dad uh, worked in a quarry and also was a woodcutter. Not exactly in inner city Atlanta when they moved there and Appalachia, not the background for success. I think most of you would agree with that. But Ike Reichard managed to finish high school, something his parents had only finished the fifth grade. And then he decided he wanted to go to college. And everybody laughed at him, including relatives and friends who should have known better. But they laughed at him. Uh, He went to college and he flunked out big time. Uh, For the next six years, Ike Reichard was a wandering generality. He worked uh, as a disc jockey on a very low-powered radio station. Uh, He unloaded trucks and loaded trucks. He did menial work. Then one day he, too picked up a book, See You at the Top. For the first time in his life, he learned about the importance of a good health and self-image. For the first time in his life, he learned about what it was to think of yourself as truly a unique, a remarkable individual. And Ike Reichard decided he was going to go back to school He applied at Mercer University, and they flat turned him down uh, because of his past record. And he'd been out of school six years on top of that. He applied again, and and they turned him down again. But after he turned him down the second time, he bumped into Dean Gene Hendricks there in uh, the hallway. And uh, he was really so down. He was so discouraged. He was so distraught. Uh, She looked at him and said, what's the matter? And he said, oh, Dean Hendricks, I'm so anxious to get back in school. And he started crying. I don't know how much of the, many of the tears were really serious or whether he was doing a little uh, act there, but I have ever reason because I know him so well. He was truly brokenhearted. She broke down. She said, okay, I'm going to let you in. But you have got to maintain at least a B average or your academic career is over. Ike Reichard went back to school. New image new direction in his life. He decided to take 20 hours. He decided he was going to go every single semester. Two years and three months later, he graduated magna cum laude. Folks, you'll hear me say this a lot. Failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. 
Today is a brand new day. It's yours. You can start over today. You can make it a wonderful day. But you might say, Zig, what else about him? He got out of school, then what? Well, let me tell you the rest of the Ike Reichardt story, though it's not the rest of the story. He became a minister. Two years ago, after a number of years in the ministry, very successfully, he felt God calling him to open a church on the outskirts of Metro Atlanta. He called it North Star. They've now been there two years. They have 1,600 members, and they've spawned off five other churches since then. It's the fastest growing church in the 150 plus years of the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm telling you, when you get to be the right kind of person, when you have objectives in life, and you begin to recognize that you are unique and different, things happen. Well, that sounds good, Zig, but you know, I've been not just depressed, but I've been under the care of uh, professionals for a number of years. What can I do? Is there any hope for me? Let me tell you about Pam Lantos. Pam uh, was an overweight housewife. She had, uh, in her academic career, become a teacher because her family insisted that she become one. But when she was in school, she was a sales lady and a very good one. But she'd gotten so discouraged as a teacher because that's not what she really wanted to be. She recognized the importance of it, but it just simply was not for her. And so she was depressed. She spent from 14 to 18 hours a day in bed. She got up to cook her children's breakfast. She got back in bed. When they came home from school, she got up and cooked their evening meal. Then she got back in bed. The professional who was highly regarded, she was with for five years, and he was kind enough to tell her that uh, she would always be under his care, that she would never get any better. Now, let me tell you something, folks. You're what you are, and you're where you are because of what's going into your mind. Now, you can change what you are, You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Pam was listening to the radio one day. An advertisement came on. It was for a health club. See, it sounded like they were having fun. She took step number one. She got up and she went down to that health club to see what was going on. The people there seemed to be enjoying themselves. She certainly wasn't enjoying herself. You know, 155 pounds and she's a little bitty short lady. She wasn't having any fun with her life, so she decided to join. And as she joined, she got to feeling so much better. She had gotten active now and she had taken some steps and she got to feeling so good. She decided she wanted to sell memberships and she did. And she was very good at selling those memberships, but her career was up and down, you know, a good week, a bad week, a good, you know what I'm talking about because her moods kind of wavered. And then uh, the sales manager recognizing her potential gave her a set of tapes on motivation now, I wouldn't be telling the story if they weren't my tapes. And you know, uh, you, you, you know that, don't you? Okay. <laughs> and uh, when she started listening to those tapes, all of a sudden her career stabilized. I mean, she started having good week after good week after good week. But you know where her heart was? It was in selling 
radio advertising. So she went down to a station, not anything close to the top station in the Dallas area, but she went down to apply for the job. The sales manager refused to see her because they had no openings for salespeople. But uh, Pam had a slight hearing problem. She couldn't hear the word no. So she sat in his uh, outside in the lobby all day long. Next day, he still wouldn't see her. He, she still couldn't hear. She said another day. Uh, the third day, he still wouldn't see her. She said another day. The fourth day, she, he still wouldn't see her. She said another day. And on the fifth day, he said, well, come on in. They hired her. It wasn't long before she was a number one producer in that station. Now, it was a small station, only had five salespeople on the staff. But after a period of time, she was soon producing as much as the other four combined. And then she got a big break. She broke her leg. It was the biggest break of her life. The doctor said she wouldn't be able to work for at least nine or ten or maybe even 11 months. But they didn't know Pam Lantos. A week after the leg was broken and in a cast from her hip to her ankle, getting around on crutches, she showed up back for work. She had hired a driver to drive her around. But getting in and out of the car was a tremendously difficult thing. And so she started figuring there's got to be a better way. She started learning from everybody who knew anything about telephone sales. And soon her telephone sales were much more than the others had been before she had broken her leg. The other salespeople said, Pam, how are you doing this? Well, Pam loves to teach and loves to share. So she started sharing with the others how she was doing. The station doubled and then tripled their business. The sales manager got jealous because uh, instead of them coming to him for advice, they were going to Pam. So he resigned and the sales force campaign to make Pam the sales manager. And she, of course, gladly accepted it. The station did so well as part of the Disney radio chain that they started sending Pam all over the country to teach others how to do what she was doing. They invited her to speak at the National Radio Broadcasters Association and she made such a big hit that she booked something like 25 engagements from that one and she became vice president of sales for Disney radio. Not long after that, she went into speaking as a full-time career. She's a published author. It's amazing what happens when we change what goes into our mind. When you change the picture, when you chart a course of action. See, uh, what you do when you really have a goals program. Now, everybody's got goals. I mean, a bank robber's got goals. You understand that, okay? (laughs) But when you have a goals program, what you're doing is you're bringing the future into the present. So you can do something about your future right now. As I wind her down, let me tell you folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. When I was 45 years old, I was broke and in debt. I'm an authority on the fact that failure is an event. But folks, it is not a person. What we've got to do is understand that tomorrow is a brand new day. It's yours. You can make it better or you can make it worse. The choice really is yours. What I want you to do is I want you to buy these ideas we've been sharing with you. I want you to put them to work. I challenge you to recognize all of these wonderful qualities that you have. And we're going to learn how do we develop those qualities and put them to work. You see, folks, you really were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you've got to plan to win 
you got to prepare to win. And then only then can you legitimately expect to win. Buy these ideas and follow through. Because if you do, I will see you. And yes, I really do mean you. Not just at the top. Hey, I'm going to see you over the top. Thank you and God bless you for being here. Thank you so All right, folks. So let's, let's break down that incredible message. I mean, he says, you know, if one day of planning can so dramatically impact your life, can you just imagine what a game plan for your life would do to that life due to your life? So I'm going to stop us right there. As I, I know that right there, we lose a lot of well-meaning people, a, a lot of desiring people. And it's not that you don't understand and believe that statement. Uh, you most assuredly do. I mean, of course, a game plan for your life would dramatically alter it for the better. I mean, you can't hit what you don't aim for. We we know that. We we really do. But the problem, and I understand it, is it's just overwhelming, right? I mean, you're fighting so much for for just the day-to-day grind, for survival and the realities of your life and self, my life, myself. I mean, the grind, work, taxes, uh, the budget and debt, our spouse and, and significant, our significant other, our kids, house and car maintenance. Oh my gosh. I, I'm here in Colorado right now in a snowstorm. I can't keep up with plowing. We have a long driveway and actually multiples on our property. Uh, that alone is, is zapping my time. Um, you know, but other things, I mean, lack of, of just faith in our self image, depression, the daily draw of just medicating with food, drink, and media and some entertainment at the end of the day to just get a break uh, or it's good things too. Sometimes a volunteer work, you know, addressing your health and wellness or, or lack thereof. I, mean, I could go on so many things that we have in our lives and that's just truth. I mean, the urgent reality of our lives. So even though we love to hear Zig speak the convicting words of success when he calls us to such worthy aspirations, such as having a game plan for our lives, it's, it's just a lot of people never get there. So let's make it. Let's work right here. Let's make it a little more palatable, okay? So how about a game plan for this week, all right? What are a couple goals or desire, desires you want to hit? Or, or like Tom Ziegler has been so focused on lately, what is a, a bad habit you can replace with a good habit or, or just a good habit that you can merely add in. I kind of like that. Uh, you know, I did one recently. I wanted to add more exercise to my day and to start to start my day with the word of God. And so I'm thinking, geez, you know, I always do a little workout routine at work at my office during the day. Um, but uh, I wanted to start my day off just revving my body up physically and my emotional wellness, you know, with the word of God. I'm thinking, geez, okay, to, to work out and to sit down. How am I going to do that? So a couple months, this is what I did. I, uh, months ago, actually, I don't even know if it's been that long, but I set my alarm for about 20 minutes earlier, maybe a little bit more than that. And I do a few workout sets. I've got a home workout, uh, uh, system, but whatever, whatever you got you can go run or whatever while listening to the experience audio version of the Bible. And there's lots of audio versions of the Bible. Pick the one that you like. I like this one because they really acted out, but whatever. I mean, those daily deposits, that daily deposit pays such big dividends of getting my head on straight. So again, you know, what was the point here? If a game plan for your life seems overwhelming, let's step it back and get a game plan for today or for the week or the month or just a new positive habit in an area of your life that will grow and sprout. Let's just get that seed. We can all do that. Add one good thing in and it'd be great too to, you know, pull a bad thing out, uh, but add one good thing in and stick 
to it. Okay. Stick to it. We're going to have, we got an upcoming show with a guy who has a great testimony on how he took the Ziegler self-talk cards that anyone can get for free at Ziegler.com forward slash self-talk, how he took those. And that was not the only thing, but a primary catalyst. One thing that he did every day, primary catalyst for big change. All right. Next, Zig says the best way to improve your self-image is to do something you're proud of. That was interesting. I had never heard him say that in all the listening I do of Zig. Uh, and I think it was a quote from somebody but, that he shared, but the best way to improve your self-image is to do something you're proud of. I mean, this reminds me of something we used to do in my uh, school for self-employment. And I mean, the aspect of becoming self-employed, just like a game plan for your life, the aspect of becoming self-employed, man, that's a big bite to, 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 to pull off. That's an elephant. It can often be very overwhelming. And I saw many people that really, they just needed to start with some kind of a win for themselves. They've been just going through life, doing the motions, making ends meet. And, uh, to look at achieving something big, let's just start small and achieve something that just gets you on the track, something to prove to yourself that you can in fact succeed at something and achieve something. So there were many folks, and this is literal where I coached, it was an easy thing to do. And a lot of them, uh, just because of, you know, who I am and, and how I lead, we talk about health and wellness and, and fitness and things like that. So I would coach them. I said, you know, instead of put a pause for a moment on the self-employment pursuit, instead go sign up for and train for a 5k or a 10k or, you know, pick your athletic event or something, or take an art class, any number of things that you can just, it gives you a win. You can say, gosh, I did something. I, it'll change your perspective. Get a small win for yourself. So, uh, you know, again, back to Zig's statement. Oh yeah. I think it was, uh, I think he said it was from Dr. Schlesinger on doing something that you're proud of, you know, what could that be? Okay. You name that, make that list. I mean, for me, I just real quick, as I was writing this, I thought, well, it might be doing a long trail run or building some functional art out of wood for my home. I love doing that, achieving that or writing about something worthy, which I get to do daily uh, or cooking a big meal for my family where they testify. It's the best food we've ever had. I mean, that, that just it makes me proud, you know, of me, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So what could it be for you? What makes you proud of yourself? Do you even know? I mean, stop right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe pause this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Stop right now. What makes you proud of yourself? There's a lot of folks don't feel bad about it and you do not know. That's okay. The, the kudos go to you because you're even contemplating the question, which again, I'd really motivate you to make, maybe stop right now and think about it. Let, take the next five minutes on your commute or if you're at home or work or, or your run or whatever. And uh, what makes you proud of yourself? And again, you're in good company. If you don't know that that's okay. You're in great company with everybody else. The other thousands of people who will be listening to this show who are going to stop for a minute and think about that. This is what separates the, the men and women from the little boys and girls. I mean, taking 10 to 15 minutes with pen and paper or, or keyboard and computer, make a small list of just a handful of things that make you proud of yourself. I actually, I actually need to do it folks. I'm not going to pause the show right now, but I need to do that. I threw out a couple things, but I want to do that literally and just have a list of maybe a 10 things that I can look at daily or just conceive for the first time once. What makes me proud of myself? I don't think about that. I usually think about the things that I'm irritated with about myself. That little exercise, that's a, that's a game changer right then and there. Thank you, Zig. Well, next, he spends a little time talking about small things you can do to improve your self-image. Dress nice, smile, give an encouraging word, uh, use adult language with great building words. And, uh, and, then, and then he says, of course, you can get back what you give out. I want to I mention that. But it did remind me, I grew up with a dad who was always self-employed. 
And I, I don't know if he shared this with me or if it was somebody uh, that he exposed me to, but they talked about that, that it was, it was for self-employed people, I think. And it said, okay, a lot of folks, it's hard, especially if you're working from home to really get yourself going. So for a lot of you do something to, to rev yourself up instead of just rolling out of bed, sitting down in your chair, unshaven or not for you ladies, but, uh, in your jammies, you know, and then trying to be productive. Some of you, do, you need to do something depending on your personal makeup. Uh, there's some folks that can jump up and go at it just like that. And they're okay. But some folks, I think my dad was one of them. They testified where, no, he wanted to, to go for a walk, do a little exercise, take a shower, put on something nice and just get himself set in a circumstantial standpoint. Uh, so again, whatever it is for you folks, this is, this is so much of the message here on Ziegler. It's not about a cut and paste, black and white, right or wrong methodology and step-by-step and paint-by-numbers for every single thing here. It's find the way that helps you achieve the goal. So whatever it is. So, you know, but again, um, where Zig's talking about here, he's ultimately calling us to do what it takes to expect more for ourselves. So did you hear that? We must expect, if we're going to make positive progress, if we're going to rise above where we are, we must expect more from ourselves. But not just expect more, uh, it's more from ourselves, also for ourselves. And it made me think about that when I was listening to Zig here. You know, I absolutely, I expect more from myself. I do. Kevin Miller, I expect more from myself. But it often comes in the form of being my own worst taskmaster and perfectionist and never adding up to enough. So I'm always feeling behind. I'm never at peace or content with myself. That's not what Zig is saying. And that's why I added expecting more from and for ourselves, expecting more for ourselves. Well, Zig recites then a mainstay line. He says, you're where you are and you're what you are because of what has gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. That is a primary quote in an interview we've got coming up in the next show. So this again, though, that statement there, that can also sound overwhelming because many of you know, and I'm being just real and, and, and honest here with all of us and our humanity. Many of you know, many of you know, you're not going to totally stop imbibing in some of your habits that may not be bad, but they're, they may not be good habits of, you know, intake that, that you're not totally prepared to let go totally. So you know what, if that's a deal killer, okay, that's just be okay with that. Don't let go of everything. But just again, let's add in something good. Let's add in something good. Add something positive in my wife, Terry had a brilliant idea. This is a couple of years ago. I think it was regarding health and wellness. She said, instead of throwing out your pantry of regular foods and having this whole long list of all the stuff you love that now you can't eat. She said, don't do that. Go ahead and go on as normal for now to start. Just add in some good things, an extra big portion of salad or, you know, more veggies, a few quarts of water per day, a few pieces of fruit, you know, daily as part of your regimen. Um, add a little every day or a week. And then the next week, add a little bit more and add a little more. Ultimately, you can only ingest so much and you're slowly going to push out some of the bad junk. There's just not as much room for it. I love that uh, analogy. Well, same thing with content. You still, if you still want to listen to some worthless talk radio, a little entertainment, watch a TV show, read people magazine, God forbid, but uh, you know, okay, let's, let's not, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just add in some good uplifting, worthy content, which, you know, I say that. And if you're listening to this, you're doing that here. And I bet you're doing it with some other things, but as you want to increase it, let's make it palatable. 
So Zig talks next. He says, when you have goals, and this again, it's, it was a, it was a little interesting. Uh, listen to this. Cause I sometimes think I've heard so much, maybe all of what he has, and I haven't even come close. Obviously he said, I'd never heard this. He says, when you have goals, you bring the future into the present. That's killer. Cause that makes me feel empowered. When you have goals, you bring the future into the present. Uh, Cause otherwise, of course it won't happen if we don't bring it into the present now. I mean, not having a goal, but hoping for a result is like hoping I'll end up on the beach, but not taking any steps to get there. The only reason I'm going to end up at a resort in Cancun with my wife this May is by taking steps today, uh, which we have, and we will be there this May. Uh, But figuring it all out was, well, you know, actually my wife likes the planning. She's so excited about doing the work because of the future result. Honestly, for me, I just want to be there and the planning is not that enjoyable. It's a necessary evil. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, you know, but like the process or not, it's got to happen today. I've got to do something today for that future result. Uh, so what do you want? What are you doing today? Even one small baby step and deposit to give it a chance for happening. Listen to his quote one more time. When you, when you have goals, you are bringing the future. You're bringing that future reality, desire, conviction, you're bringing it into the present and you have, you don't have control about what happens tomorrow. You do today. Ah, that's powerful. All right. Zig said he was 45 years and we're going to end here quick. He said he was 45 years old, broke and in debt. That wasn't a big part of his message. He was just sharing as he always does his personal context that we can all usually relate to in some form or fashion. And that has power. Well, I can relate to that because folks, I'm sitting here right now and I just turned 45. I mean, that speaks to me. I mean, regardless of where you are and what your circumstances are, either you believe and walk forward in the reality that you have seeds of greatness in you or you don't, and they can start at any time. But you're here, folks, you're here listening right now to Zig, his message, go forth. I mean, do something great this day, this day, one thing, or make a plan to do something great tomorrow if your day is ending, all right? Think about that. He's 45 years old, broken in debt. And yet this guy, this legacy, it happened after that. Most of us have time. So if you're 45, 55, 65, hey, if you're 25, man, it's today's the day, right? Hey, thank you for being with me. Thanks for listening to Zig with me. I look forward to being with you in the next Ziggler show. 